And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another We Are Me podcast. And the pod is getting smaller week by week, but the amount of people that are getting into it is getting more. We've got an extra man uh, joining us on the podcast. Um, I suppose to look through the Me competition restructure proposal, it's good to get a couple of club members in. As usual, I'm joined by uh, Kieran Flynn, the Mead PRO. I'm joined by uh, Brian Kelly, the Secretary of the Minor County Board. We're also joined by David Rispin from the Rispin blog. And uh, we've got a PRO in as well from uh, Drumbarra. Um, well, he tends to think he is the PRO of Drumbarra, Mr. Sean Caffrey. Sean, you're very welcome onto the show with us here. Thanks very much, Mickey. I didn't realise it's the PRO and I don't want the job at the next AGM, so but thanks, Anna. Well, you know, you do that much work on the Twitter for them, you know, you may as well be the, the, the PRO. Thanks very much, Jesus. I got promotion I didn't even really want, but thanks a lot. <laughs> well, uh, Sean, uh, a really uh, strong Gale, um, goes to as many games as David Rispin. Um, th- there's, uh, I think there's an indents of both of their cheeks and their arses on one seat in particular in uh, in Park Tolchin at this stage. Um, it's worn away from the cheeks of their bums. But um, anyway, delighted to have the two boys on the show. Uh, on this week's show, we'll be looking back at some results from the weekend between Leinster Hurling um, and the uh, the third or the tertiary um, uh, competitions in Mead, uh, the Cornabonia Fesh Cup final. We'll be looking at some fixtures in uh, the All Ireland Camogie um, and also uh, a couple of results from under 21 and look forward uh, to uh, some other fixtures this weekend. So, lads, we're going to start off. I suppose we'll go to the, the small ball and we'll go to our resident uh, expert on all things small ball. That's Mr. Kieran Flynn here in Leinster. Um, intermediate Hurling Championship Kiltail 2 goals and 5 Nevena of Wexford 2 goals and 9 and Kiltail just you know your heart breaks them year on year because you know we want to see them uh, pushing on and winning at Leinster but it's just it, it keeps eluding them and and this week you know they were they were leading well at half time only managed to score a point in the second half yeah so I was flying back I was on a, a recent holiday I was coming back and I followed on uh, Twitter, the Hurling Piro, Martin Hurling was tweeting away, and I was uh, I was kind of following it, thinking this might be Kiltail's chance to knock a big heavyweight out by knocking at the Wexford champs. But from what I heard, and I read the match reports after that, the weather was severe, and that the Kiltail score wasn't enough at half time, and very much I think the Kil- the Kiltail just didn't have enough hurling in them to beat this Wexford team. They were extremely strong and. From what I heard about one of the goals the Wexford lad got, he flicked the ball over two different players and pulled on the volley into the top corner of the net. So you're going to struggle every time if you're coming up against Calibre that yeah. type of player. But again, your heart like bleeds for them somewhat. Like They're five in a row champs of Mead, but they just can't break, make the breakthrough. 
But so all you can say to Kiltail is like, come back again and try to win senior next year in the county and give it another go. But it's got to be frustrating. It has to be. You know, you look... Four uh, different managers try it or five different managers, I think. Over the, the team each year, they changed their manager pretty much. I think it was only one manager did it two years ago at the start. Um, and so there's something, obviously, they keep changing and they're, they're trying to break through. Just can't do it. Just can't find that breakthrough in Leinster. And, and, and I think the last team to do it was Kilmesson um, uh, to win a, a Leinster... Um, the only team ever to do it. The only, the only meet team to win a Leinster. And uh, as uh, Brian Kelly just starts to look at the clock there, he's going, come on, we've got to go. Um, <laughs> but look, um, I suppose... As you say, we just say hard luck to Kiltail. It'd be great if a mid team could get that breakthrough in Leinster and, and hopefully but they can come back. Hopefully Nafina and the junior they had a very impressive win against Crooked Wood. So hopefully Nafina, good hurling team this year, played all great hurling intermediate championships. So they have a chance now, a lot of good lads in the team. So let's keep our hopes flying for Nafina. Yeah, and just moving on to our next result, it's the Leinster Junior Hurling Championship between Nafina and Crooked Wood. <laughs> <laughs> And, and as Kieran has already alluded to, they had a great win on the weekend against Crookedwood of Westmead. Nafina six fourteen, Crookedwood one goal and ten. Sees uh, Nafina through to the next round of the Leinster, and we wish them all the best. Kieran, were you at this game, or did you? Well, get it was on Saturday. I was coming back from me excursions abroad, so oh, yeah. fact find the mission abroad for the weekend. Yeah, you, we've been messaging Kieran for the last week and uh, getting no replies, and it turns out he's been AWOL in uh, Germany. Was it? It was in Munich. Yeah, that's Germany. I think. Yeah, yeah. Partaking in a bit of Oktoberfest, were you? No, that's in September actually. Ironically, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you're going to dig me, I'll dig you back. It's going to one. Good <laughs> Don't so worry, there's, there's plenty Angela of time left in this game. Has Angela Merkel given us any money for the new stadium? No, I was in I was in consultations with many people over there. I probably... I, I, I laid down feelers maybe for a return visit maybe so maybe to extract some money from the locals the Irish bars now I talked to a lot of talked a lot of game in the now but I don't know was it they're all go. mad to get into yeah. sponsorship yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a hurling stronghold over there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they try their best it's a, but uh, it is great to have Kieran back and back on the email and back on the whatsapp group um, I suppose uh, we'll move on now to some results from the football on the weekend um, in Mead we had the Cornabonia final um, that took place on Sunday afternoon and it was Ballinlock taking all Oldcastle we discussed this one last week on the podcast last lads and we were saying how it was going to be a battle of the PROs and uh, they, they enjoyed that on the Twitter um, and it turned out to be a battle between the two teams on the field as well um, I suppose David you were at this game and uh, Ballinlock three from three against Oldcastle this year and, and, and they really have the bragging rights down in uh, that part of me. Yeah, they do and I think the Bridgets lads love it as well. I, there was a few Bridgets boys in front of me on the stand and they were rubbing their hands together, clapping hands like they were Ballinlock men all their lives but uh, <laughs> they were as happy for Ballinlock as Ballinlock were for themselves but it was a great win. Initially the game lacked intensity and any real spark up till probably after half time and there was a few big hits and it just seemed to spark the game into life and um, Ballinlock got the couple of goals. Uh, Ronan McGuinness was outstanding. He actually mm-hmm. missed the county final through suspension from getting the red card against Oldcastle in the semi final. So he probably had a point to prove, and I think he did that. He scored one two when he was the man of the match. Um, Pather Byrne had a slow start, but he, he warmed up, and, and I think he kicked seven points in the end, four from four from play. So he'll have a cup to drink out of for the for the winter. So he'll be happy as Larry. And uh, as long as, as long as his jaws okay. Yeah. <laughs> He got a bit, bit of a belt at the end. It was unsavoury at the end, to be fair. it was Generally, it was played in good spirits, but there was just on the final whistle, actually, Ballinlock started celebrating and 
Oldcastle didn't really like it and it all kind of kicked off and it was a bit of a melee but look at it there was a few few kind of skirmishes but it was not the well, really it was, uh, too I much I'd say we'd, obviously we don't want to see that but uh, yeah. the good thing with the melee was though the actual players who were playing <laughs> hang, on <a> <laughs> hang on a second I'm going to take you back to last week no, I'm going to take, you, I'm take you back to last week you're after saying that's not something we want to see. Yeah, but th- you said on the podcast last yeah, no, week, I hope it's wet, because then they'll go out and clatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't so much that wet, but it was nice and cold. There was kind of a bit of go in them. But they, there was, when I say Malie was a bit of a strong word, there was a skirmish, was a better one. There was only the players actually played the game, gave each other a few scalps, and there was no kind of major, like there was no crowd, no kind of mentors no. and that involved, which is not to say that's encouraged and said, but... At least they had their bit of fun and they just got off the field and shook hands around. Yeah, it's not like what was ha- what has happened in the GA in so recent weeks than, where we're better than Kerry and Tyrone. Exactly. Sean, you were at this game. Uh, Sean Caffrey coming in now for his first his debut on the podcast. Sean, you were at this game as well, and and when me and you were discussing this off air earlier on, um, you you did mention the skirmishes as well towards the end. Yeah, I, I, I and you're it. from Drumbarra, so you're over near near both. He'd, of them. He'd, be, he'd be fond of a skirmish now. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> Carlton now would be uh, would be pretty keen either now, so we won't go there. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I only made the last twenty minutes of the game, but I was actually sorry I didn't make the full game. It was really really intense. What I seen of it, uh, there was a lot of clavering. Um, there was some really good scores. Um, a, f- a, f- a few, uh, a couple of goals went in. Were really good goals. Uh, Rowan McGuinness scored the goal as, as David uh, pointed out he got sent off in the semi-final against Oldcastle uh, I definitely think he, he took a lot of pride out of that one but, uh, <laughs> but so they were digging him in the goals after yeah he, he was in the, buried in the goals for a few seconds after <laughs> but um, yeah the skirmish did happen and it, it was a bit nasty it, luckily it was stopped after maybe 20 seconds which, which was great but um, I caught a bit, a bit of blight in the end of the game. Really, it wasn't. It was just an ugly scene, really, to watch. Yeah. But um, and fairness to fairness to Banlow, they seem to, to a team that wouldn't have a massive panel, but they always, always grind their results. Like this three against Oldcastle this year, and they just seem to they know how to win, which is the most important thing in football. And and, and, and three massive wins. I think I think the only team that Oldcastle lost to in the championship was Banlock. Is that right? Bechtov, I think Bechtov yeah. in the first round. Oh, did they, oh Bechtov yeah, beat them yeah, in the first yeah, round. Yeah. And then obviously in the Cornabonia, uh, the, the only team to beat them w- w- was Battle Lock. So um, really, like, as you said, they, they're, they're running off a, a low number of players, Battle Lock, but they've got the 15, 16, 17 players and that's it. But how, they, they know how to win. And like, we spoke about Old Castle last week, lads, and, and how all the work is going on down there. Mm-hmm. Paddy Gilson and, and, and everybody else that's involved. Playing Division 1 football next year. Yeah, right? playing Division 1 football and the whole lot. And, and they just can't seem to be able to get over their neighbours. Yeah, that, that seems to be their, one of their biggest issues is local derbies they seem to struggle. But it just last few years, Old Castle seemed to have had the panel and aren't getting over lines in big games. Like Bechtel, they would have probably expected to win the first round this year. Like they won the, they go through division, into Division 1 next year, but the big games, Banlaw, Bechtov, they're the games you need to be winning to kind of push on, and they haven't been doing it in the last couple of years. I don't know what, what it's mental block or what it is, but certainly there's, there's a lot of work to do over the winter for them. I, yeah, I, it's, you made a good point there as well. Like They, they, they seem to get so far, and then they're, they're well-tipped to do well every year. Like Paddy Gilson was the one yesterday, he didn't start. I don't know, he, didn't, he came on with 20 minutes to go, he didn't look injured. He came on and he, he changed the game on his own. He was unbelievable when he came on. So for me, he has to start because he's a real leader in that Old Castle team. And 
there is younger lads like CJ Healy and, and Jason Scully and that in that team. And there is definitely the potential for them to be successful and win an intermediate championship. But like we said, Pat and Locke, and you have to give credit to Brian Donahue as well, who's come in mm. and he's done an outstanding job yeah. with, with a limited pool of players. At the start, I think they lost seven or eight league games on the trot. They were struggling to field and then they played Carton and they got a morale boost and win. And that, that seemed to kickstart their <laughs> year, as it, as it often happens. But. An unexpected <laughs> yes. Carton, we would have to say. But but in fairness to him, I, I'm delighted for Ballinlock because they, they never performed in the final. I think they'd be the first to admit that. So it's great to see them finish the year with silverware. Yeah. Absolutely. Albeit now in, in the first week in November, which is another issue, I think, that we'll probably talk about a bit later on, that these kind of cups shouldn't be played at this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll but, be talking about that, as yeah. you said, in the restructure proposal. But um, Ballinock will be, uh, I suppose, celebrating and have the bragging rights over there around Old Castle, around that north oh, north uh, west of Mead. No, North Mead. We'll claim them as North Mead, will you? Um, but uh, yeah, they'll have the bragging rights over the over the winter now, and uh, uh, hopefully Old Castle can maybe put it right next year, and and, and Ballinock can maybe share a couple of the spoils with them next year. It's a bit un it's a bit unfair the way they're taking all the wins. But uh, next up was the Fresh Cup final that was played straight away after in Park Tolchin. It was Gail Column Kill against Rathout. Brian, were you at this game? I wasn't at that game, no. I was in Dunshockland at the Dunbyne versus Summerhill under 21. Which we will come back to in a couple of moments' time. But uh, Gail Column Kill, one goal and 13, Rathout 14 points. And we were we've spoke about this again last week on the podcast, and we were saying about Kells and uh, how Kieran's father taught them all down there. Did, the he? Yeah, did you not know no, that Kieran's no, father taught no, them no, all he down there? He never mentions that. No, no he taught me, and I'm not much of a footballer, so <laughs> 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 can't take any credit from me. Anyway. There's only so much you can do without help from our Lord. You know? <laughs> but uh, one of the things we said about this Kells team, and, and 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 you have to look at their year this year. You know, a league final, um, a fresh cup final and win they bring home the trophy beaten by the county champions after extra time by four mm. points but it was really a point because yeah. the goal scored with the last kick of the game nothing between Dunboyne and Kells they've won two fresh cups in four years I think it is lost the they've, final last year lost the final last year they've been to uh, three uh, three semi-finals of the senior championship and a quarter final in four years this this this, this Kells team are you know like they're they're I suppose they don't have the the silverware that they deserve, but they've mm. been the most consistent team of the last five years in Mead, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they'll get great value out of the cup, I'm sure Sean will agree. There'll be yeah. <laughs> plenty of celebrations in Cali's over the Christmas and that. But no, fair play to them. They're, they're like that. We, we always talk about it every week that they're such a competitive team and they, they always come to games with their full complement. Some clubs mightn't take the, the, uh, the Fesh Cup as seriously as others especially at this time of year, but Kells are, are the opposite of that. Um, yesterday they showed up and it looked for a while that they were going to absolutely blow Ratota out of the water. Mm-hmm. They, they went into, I think, an eight points to one or seven points to one lead. And uh, in fairness to Ratota, they, they responded really well and they were missing they were missing the Wallaces and uh, Keen O'Brien in midfield as well. So they were missing a few of their star men, but full credit to Kells, like they... They, they seemed to w- win the game and then they seemed to throw it away towards the end as well. They, they squandered the big lead, but in fairness, they showed great composure and class to, to regain it at the death. Um, Fionn Riley was one who stood out for me. He's, he's one of the more younger players coming mm-hmm. through and then one of the more elder statesmen, uh, Brian Hanlon, who we always talk about, was exceptional yeah. again. He never seems to have a bad game. 
so fair play to Kells and look at they have that strong panel they brought on the likes of the Tormy twins two regulars in the team uh, they generally start Seamus Madamo always a, always a threat as well and some of the younger lads Dugan in midfield and Evan Sheridan had good games so there is it's not just a case of like this team is is getting on and that maybe their chance is gone to win yeah. the Keegan Cup possibly they might have one or two more years to to really put down a challenge to and maximise their chances with yeah, the players that they have exactly. at the minute, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sean you were at this game as well um, and you from talking to you earlier on you thought this was a very entertaining game as well and that Kells as David said raced into a seven point lead and it looked like they were going to destroy Rathold yeah it was an unusual game Kells uh, David said went seven one up then the retort, Brian McMahon, had, I thought he was brilliant yeah, in the first half, exceptionally yeah. good in the first half. He brought them back into it, I thought, a lot. Um, and I thought um, the number uh, oh, number nine, Ben McGowan, I thought, caught a, a sight of ball around midfield. But um, then came half time, I think it was 10 8 at half time. Then all of a sudden, Kells shot out of blocks again in the second half, got a good lead up, and then it looked like they had it done, uh, done and dusted. And then Retort came back into it again. Now, it actually took uh, uh, Liam Ferguson caught a ball near the end a mark mm. a brilliant brilliant mark and Nushin really scored a point off it that gave them a bit of breathing space but it, it was end to end it was such an open game of football it was really I really enjoyed watching like and this time of year you don't get usually you not wouldn't get great ground and mm-hmm. it would be kind of bog, bog ball really but it was really really enjoyable yesterday and Kells yeah. did deserve it I, I thought over the, over the full hour that they brought more intensity I thought I just I said it to you earlier on I just thought Retort were coming out in the field, they were just kind of planted onto the field, mm-hmm. and I just thought Kells were more dashing and more, more up for it, I thought. Yeah, like, by the sounds of what I've heard, like, it sounded like, you know, Kells went out with intent, and Retort kind of were there to fulfil a fixture, nearly, mm-hmm. nearly kind of, you know, oh, it's only the Fesh Cup type thing. Yeah, I agree, and, and look, at the same time, they did certainly want to win uh, Retort, I got the impression they certainly... Brian McMahon, as I said earlier on, he, he was absolutely brilliant. In the first half, he was exceptional. Now, I thought in the second half, to put James Riley on him, and he absolutely, he, he, he stuck to him like glue. He, he was brilliant, James Riley, I thought. And he's only one of the younger players coming through, probably 2021, 20, maybe. Um, and then they started, um, Adam Aldoom was cornerback, and the corner courting. They brought in a lot of younger players, Kells. They brought in a lot of players. And then if Danny McGovern has come back from England, he would have been really one yeah. of the you know, better players. He was a sub yesterday. They're supposed to have one of our better players over here. Philip Ward is supposed to be coming home next year. A big midfielder. He's going to add serious. Um, question. Here. Question for you. So many, many uh, players from the Kells team are on the meat paddle. One. Liam Ferguson would have been. And would have. One. Would he have played any? Would he have no, scored no, for any no, games? He didn't, didn't, no. didn't get a kick really. You know, like one mm. player from the most consistent mm. team in Mead over the last five years. Um, like okay, Simon's team won two senior championships. Got really to a fresh cup. No, 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 no. They got to a fresh cup final. Haven't really d- d- done great. We're nearly in a league final and and stuff. Do you know like they're they're they're, they're between the three competitions that their uh, performances are indifferent. Do you know what I mean? The, when you look down through all the teams and through all the competitions, certain teams try to peak in championship and don't do well in league and forget about the fresh cup and whatever. But you look at Kells and they're performing in all three is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like they're they're getting to a league final, they're getting to a Fresh Cup final and they're getting to a, it, a senior championship quarter final or semi final. It's just it's mad that though in a way the, the, the having little or no players on the Mead panel actually suits the club yeah, themselves. Yeah, I know maybe, yeah. I'm sure they'd be delighted to have four or five on the Mead team and it'd be a great honour for the club. But as you said, they can be so competitive in the three different competitions thing, yeah. because they have their full complement all year round. Even then, even though the likes of Liam is on the 
on the panel if he doesn't play on a Saturday night sure he tugs out and plays for Kells on the Sunday morning in the league and you know if they if they could get a two or three players onto that mid team they could, I, I think that that could be the thing that could push them over the line for a senior championship then because maybe that's what they're lacking is somebody who's gone through that vigorous training over the course of a year um, or two um, and can 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 drag it uh, drag a game from the Myers like you know what I mean yeah, like, and, yeah. Yeah, they, would, they would have had uh, Barry Tormey would have been involved maybe three years ago I'd say and Seamus Martin was been in and around for a couple of years but he's dropped himself off the panel a couple of times um, but like as David says, I do think that because they haven't got anyone involved with me, it's actually an Six advantage for them. Yeah. You know? And that happens in a lot of clubs as well. Well, we want to wish uh, uh, Gilcom Kill all the best after winning that. Uh, it's great that Kells got a trophy at the end of this year for all their endeavour. Like, you know, they've, I, I think they've just been a, a revelation over the last few years and how they keep going is just fantastic. And we want to just uh, say well done to Kieran's father um, on uh, uh, teaching them all when they were small and uh, and maybe even being involved with the training as well. Well, you can check the coming months go roll of honour there. You cheeky get you. <laughs> <laughs> Two one. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, how long is he retired now? Uh, he taught every single player that went to the school on that team. I'm just wondering. You, you the no, question. no, they've no minor team this year. I'm wondering is that part of the reason like he was maybe retired and they hadn't got the football? Well, no, actually, the company I was under defensive there. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, no, Brian, you're right. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did actually. I know Gail Conkey actually won the Division One coming on school this year, but they actually had a lull there about ten years, but. The, School were very poor. They really only for the Conan schools based on numbers as opposed to ability. They would have dropped. He said majorly. So they actually had a bad kind of a ten years. But they're back. Kells are back. You know the way you'd be after a few pints. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want Daddy dragged in ten. <laughs> 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 you are back, Brandon. So, you are back. <laughs> so moving forward, anyway, um, a couple of uh, fixtures for the weekend and involves involves the Camogues. The, uh, from Kilmessen and Rathout. Kilmessen uh, playing Clan Morris of Kerry in the All-Ireland Junior semi-final and that is taking place in McDonough Park in Nina on Sunday um, and also on Sunday these are at 2pm I think is that right? 2 o'clock right. yeah 2pm yeah, in McDonough Park in Nina that's uh, Kilmessen Camogues taking on Clare, uh, Clan Morris and then the Rathout Camogues take on Nebreed um, is it Nebreed Olga? it is indeed of Mayo and that's in the All-Ireland Junior B uh, semi-final in Pierce, um, Park Pierce's in Roscommon. Um, I suppose, uh, uh, Brian, what what way do you rate the chances of both these teams? Uh, do you know any of the players in either of the Rathout or Kilmessen teams? I know a couple of the Rathout players, Lauren McCann and Adrian McCann, did the summer camps there for a few years, and I was working with them. Um, and what what Lorraine is kind of in around the half back or Adrian is in the half back line and Lorraine's in the half forward line now. And then you throw in Sinead, I think Sinead Began scored one five in the Leinster final league, so she's clearly a, a forward with plenty of talent. Yeah. And our miss Amy Gaffney who's a huge loss, but if you're good enough to win Leinster, I think you're good enough to beat a Mayo team. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. And and, and it'd be great to see them going through to an All Ireland final. And I suppose um uh Kilmessen there, Kieran, uh the Kilmessen Camogues taking on Clan Morris <coughs> of Kerry in the All Ireland Junior semi final Sunday, Nina, two PM. Uh what way do you see this one going? Well I'm hoping that after beating the Harney so that's a like true hurling country, uh, they should have enough to win out. Like they're a very good team. We talked about Ian Donnelly and a few and the O'Quillons and like there's so many of them there, like Maeve O'Leary. There's so many of the players that have that were on the panel last year 
they won it. They deserve probably to go and do it again. It's only a matter of like so many of them. Like I remember being in primary school with the vast majority of them, and they just were really good. They won a won a county coming to one school hurling. I remember way back, and they've won every single I'd say game never mind competition since they were like twelve years of age. So I think they're going to go and do very well. Yeah, and of course, Kilmessen did win this last year, um, won the All Ireland title last year, and <clears throat> you need to win it twice to go up to intermediate. Um, so hopefully. As we said, that they can get over the line there. Um, we're going to move on now. We've got a couple more uh, results that we forgot to do. Well, one from from Brian Kelly. You were at this game. It was the under twenty one championship. Dunboyne <coughs> one goal in eight. Summerhill one goal in seven. It was the uh, two teams that contested the senior championship final this year, uh, playing each other in, in the quarter final. Was it of the of the under twenty one championship quarter final? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dunbyne had won a preliminary quarter-final to beat Dunshockland. I think someone said they had 38 players togged out for that match. Now, they could only use 15. They could only use 15. <laughs> yeah. Their numbers were a bit depleted yesterday. They only managed 28. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a tough task for Summerhill yesterday because the two Ryans and Early Hughes would have played for Kiltail on Saturday. And right. It's difficult to go out 24 hours later. Absolutely. So Dunbyne were the better team throughout. Summerhill pulled them back, got a Head, I think, late on, but Liam Bourne kicked three monstrosities of frees off the ground. Like, doesn't matter how far out that chap is, he just puts it down, goes back, lashes it over the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a low scoring game, and uh, like you know, for under 21 level, you wouldn't be expecting. Was it defensive? It wasn't overly defensive, it was just it was good, honest football. And like Summerhill hadn't scored at one stage, but they hit the post two or three times. and Missed a few other good chances, and in fairness, there's a few lads went for very ambitious outside of the right foot shots from way out, and rather than working the ball into a better position, they just they chanced their arm and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. Dunbyne were missing David McEntee and a couple more yesterday. I presume McEntee was kind of minded ahead of next week. Yeah, after yeah. being injured for the Wexford match, and they probably thought that they'd have enough for the Summerhill team. Um, probably, although Summerhill had won the minor championship three years ago, so right. it's a dangerous way to go into a game. But yeah, yeah. Adam Bain were were the better team overall, and when Jack Cox was very good up front. And um, well, we 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 know, named him a few times already yeah. this year. Um, Jack Cox, like, and, he uh, looks like a fellow who could potentially step up to senior level maybe next year. Right, that soon. Okay, well, that, you know, and, um, Lenehan has gone too. We've just, so. uh, I was just going to say, we spoke about how they've lost Stone Lenehan to travel, um, and we don't know whether they're going to be able to get Ronan Jones or not home next year, uh, week in, week out. So for 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 Cox to, to step up would be great for them, boy. That'd be a huge boost. Yeah, um, that leaves us down to the semi-finals in the under twenty-one, does it? Yeah. Um, Dunbyne, do we know the parents? Dunbyne plays Centralstown and Bratote. Simonson, sure. is it? Could be Simonson. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rotot take on Simonson. So there's, no, there's no dates for those games yet. No dates, no fixtures or anything, but we will come back to you with those next week. We're going to move on now. We've got a fixture um, from another one of the tertiary competitions. The Talton Cup final takes place on Friday in Dungani <laughs> at 8pm, and that sees Karen Ross taking on St. Vincent's. Um, the Leinster Senior Club Championship between Dunboyne and Kilmacud that takes place on Sunday at 1.30 in Park Talchin and I suppose Kieran, looking at this game um, I suppose when you when you see how Kilmacud played uh, last weekend we spoke about it on the on the uh, podcast last week you know, Dunboyne have nothing to fear here 
No, it's it's rare at this time of year. Two town teams on the playing in the game. You know, can record from the city, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, and Dumboyne from the, the city. city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting to see whether he, would he take the Dublin Bay. Too easy with him. Yeah, well, we discussed it last week, and both sides have a good pedigree in their county. Like they're strong teams at underage. The only thing that about Dumboyne that we said after they played against the Wexford team was that they would struggle at midfield that day, mm. um, and. You know, that was the only place they struggled in the whole field. Will Galley be back, do you think, David? Or Yeah, I reckon he probably will be. I'd say, with all due respect to the Shells, below in Wexford, I'd say uh, that they probably looked at it and says we should be able to negotiate, him, negotiate them without David without Gallagher. Gallagher and possibly David McEntee as well was, was in their thinking as well with that. But like that we talked about last week, they're missing, they were missing three, from, three of the starters from the county final in Rona Jones, Gallagher. And David McEntee and now Donald Lenehan's, yeah. as we know, is, isn't going to be present on uh, on Sunday. So they probably need all they all they have because it's going to be a tough enough game, regardless of how Kilmacud played in the county final. We all know finals generally you don't turn up with your A game. It's just a case of winning them, mm-hmm. as Kieran will uh, will vouch for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look at it; it's a it's a great. Finals are there to be won. Yeah, know? as well as quarterfinals. But it's it, it's a great <laughs> opportunity. Sometimes the group says just. <laughs> Karen Season doesn't say any, he doesn't know much about winning finals. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was hoping oh, to get away unscathed, but. Can I have that one? That's 3 2 to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you weren't touch the ball. Sure. But sure. no, it, 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 sorry, it's. It's a great opportunity for Dunboyne, especially in Nav, and hopefully there'll be a big crowd in there as well. Um, yeah. and, and again, they're, under, they're massive underdogs. I think they're 3 to 1 with the bookies. So. So get your get your fibers and your tenors on Dunboyne and absolutely <laughs> cheer them in, on. Throw them into some sort of an accumulator or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, to hedge your bets uh, w- without them. Then, um, Sean, like you've been you've been following this Dunboyne team. You've watched this Dunboyne team a lot over the last few years. And uh, do you think that they can make the break against Kilmacud? Like, did, did, you, did you see the Kilmacud um, St Jude's game? Yeah, the, like I, I tweeted at half time in the, in, the, in the Dublin final. It was probably one of the worst. It was a shocking game of football. It was absolutely terrible. Now look. Paul Mannion an early best dudes yeah. on his own like that and mm-hmm. he was absolutely brilliant but um, yeah it, it, it certainly what doesn't look like on paper it doesn't look like one of the strongest uh, club teams come out of Dublin Championship uh, Dunboyne are battle hardened you would imagine this year they've, they've had a few tough games we spoke about Kells earlier on um, but there's there's a there's a massive thing of home advantage in, in a club championship um, so, um, and Hard Tottenham will really stand this to Dunboyne. Now, Don Lennon's a massive loss, and, and Ronan Jones, if he's not about. Mm. But I, I would give, I think they will win on Sunday, which is a big uh, prediction against a Dublin team. But I think they will win. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Kill McCord at all. And if Dunboyne can get a, a, a bit of a head start, you never know. Well, yeah, and, and, and they're so mean in defence. That's one of the things we spoke yeah. about in, 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 in recent uh, podcasts as well. You look back at their defensive record since the quarter final. It's been absolutely exceptional. And if they can tie up Mannion, you know where are Kilmacud going to get the scores from? You know, and and I think that like we, we mentioned Jack Cox there as well. You know, if he, he could he could potentially go into that. Uh, uh, he'll be a sub, I'm sure, mm-hmm. on yeah, that yeah. in that game. But and then you've got Stephen Moore as well. Mm-hmm. Like so, although they're missing Lenehan, you know they. They've Robbie McCarthy, who's just playing exceptional yeah. stuff. You've got Mixie, you know, <laughs> like yeah. And, yeah. and 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 he'll win balls, yeah, so he yeah. will. 
I, I, I really do. I really do think that the, the bookies could have this one a mile wrong. Like, like three to one outsiders is huge odds. In, in a two horse race. Yeah. yeah. In your back garden or, in, you know, at yeah. home. Um, definitely, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speak no, up there, Ryan. Speak up. Um, but yeah, look, I, uh, I w- we all want to wish Dunboyne well. As we said, it's Sunday, Park Talcham, one thirty pm in Navin. Uh, all, all gales from me. Get out and support this Dunboyne team. Um, you've heard it here from the lads that there could be a shock on the cards in the Leinster uh, Senior Championship. So uh, get um, down to Navin for this game. Yeah, like me, me GA does need a scalp off a, a bigger club, and and Dunboyne, if Dunboyne were to beat Kilmacode, it would be a huge scalp. Absolutely, it would it would be a massive boost to the county. I think if we could do it, if they could do it. Yeah, it definitely like, would. The Wicklow champions bet Vincent's last year. Yeah. yeah. If the like if the Wicklow champions can do it, then Dunboyne can do it. Yeah, yeah and I, they, I, they they're a very focused bunch of lads. Um, and good bunch of lads. Yeah, really good bunch of lads, and I I, I just uh, my father didn't teach them now. <laughs> but uh, I. I <laughs> <laughs> That's why they haven't won much, is it? <laughs> um, but yeah, look, we wish them the best of luck and, and hopefully they can come out of Avon on Sunday with a victory. Um, before we move on uh, to the restructure proposals that we're going to just have a look through, um, just something from social media. Um, the Sean Cox uh, tournament uh, fundraiser that was held in Dunshockland on the weekend, the revised rules tournament, um, saw one of the best things that we've seen in the GEA in a while. It was Ben Duggan um, of Dunshockland. Um, Dunshockland had won a free kick and uh, two players were having a dispute over who was going to have to <laughs> take the free and sure Ben turns around and he goes, right, sure, we'll have a game of rock, paper, scissors. And it was caught brilliantly um, by, I think it was Mead TV. Mead Daily. Uh, Daily TV. And uh, they put it up on Twitter and it's gone viral. But if you haven't seen it, get a look at it because, you know, that's... That's what you want to see in the GA, you know, lads smiling and enjoying themselves because all too often it's taken too serious, daily. Yeah, yeah, Ben's a good mate of mine. Um, I was in college with him for the last four or five years, and um, Gas Man never loses a game of rock paper scissors. He, <laughs> you probably think that was just off the cuff. That was well rehearsed by him. He knew that he was never going to lose that. But uh, it's an awful pity they didn't tape the free as well because I think the free nearly hit the corner flag. <laughs> in, in classic, ben, Ben's a great footballer, um, serious engine and that. But, terrible free taker. Desperate, desperate shooter. You should even if he lost the, g- the game of rock paper scissors, whip the ball off him and take the free yourself. That's the lesson out of this. That could be the ball, Andrew Borling. It was. Retrieving from the yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Andrew Burlingham. There's pictures also of up on him on Twitter. He was on the Simon Soon team on the weekend, and he had to go and re, re, um, uh, find a football that was kicked into a building site. But if anybody knows Simon Soon Gales mm. and, and knows, uh, I don't know whether he's related to you or not, Tommy Caffrey. Yeah, uh, he'd be an outside relation. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be an outside relation. He's he's uh, he works with the Simon Soon senior team, and uh, the one thing you don't want to do with Tommy Caffrey is lose a football. Um, because uh, he 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 will go and he will stay there until he finds that football. And usually, what happens is when he finds one, he comes out with a second one <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't lose at all. Get the tipex <laughs> <laughs> right over it. Yeah, every club has done the same thing. I right? am not going to answer that question. Lads. I don't know what happens to those footballs. But uh, before again, last thing now before we move on to the competition uh, pr- uh, restructure proposal, we're going to just have a quick chat about uh, the. House draw, the three houses uh, that have uh, uh, that Mead GA have been putting up for um, the, the 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 draw, 
Um, and of course, we spoke about it on last week's podcast, how it was the last day to get your tickets. But that uh, the, the date of the first draw was supposed to be the 31st of October and it has been extended now or push, pushed out or postponed um, until uh, the end of December, the 29th of December, I think it is. Is that right? Um, and uh, I suppose... Th- would it, before we go to the county board, like Sean, David, you you've all uh, heard, uh, like as I have, um, a lot of people who are really annoyed about this. Um, you know, the tickets weren't cheap, and people were, I suppose, rushing and struggling to get the money together and rushing to get the money together to get the tickets, and then twenty four hours before the draw takes place, um, uh, the Meath County Board or the CCC um, or the PRO decided that they were going to extend it, send the, the date until the 29th. And I think the biggest problem for people was is that they left it till 24 hours beforehand. People didn't mind, the, don't mind the actual extension, um, but it was just that the 24 hours could not have been done earlier. What have you heard in it? Or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably a bit disappointing for people um, in the sense that, look, initially probably... Christmas would have been a good date or just after Christmas would have been a good date yeah. but as you said give people plenty of warning people were probably under pressure to, to get the money together for this date so they could be in for the three draws and now it's been extended to Christmas I agree with I agree with the principle of it at Christmas because it's a great chance for people to buy it as a Christmas present exactly yeah but as you said 24 hours before the draw we were sitting here last Monday mm-hmm talking that the draw is going to be Wednesday and we'll have a winner to talk about next week. I was, I was looking forward to you, you were ready to move in. I yeah. was moving into my house next week. Next so, so look, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a bit annoying for people, but I suppose... Um, it, like it does give people now the chance to, to get the money together who are, who are mm. rushing to get a ticket um, and it gives them a chance now to maybe get the money together for three, the, mm. the three ticket uh, um, uh, the two, for 250 euro but Sean you, you had a lot of people as well like they were disappointed about yeah pe- people have said to me that they were as you said it's, it's just a, the late notice it's, it's it just people weren't happy at all with that um, if they had been told a month ago look People are struggling to get the tickets in on time. The clubs are struggling to get tickets. They would have been happy with that. But to give 24 hours notice, they just felt that it wasn't really acceptable. Yeah. Uh, and what I found was pe- people were would have loved to be able to... They would often bought the tickets. But if they had waited, maybe then they got Christmas presents. People could, could have got in for family tickets or whatever. And they just weren't happy at all with it. And, you know, it didn't... I don't, I don't need to... I think the concept of, of, of a Christmas draw is certainly the right, right idea, but I just think 24 hours notice really just took the good out of it for a lot of people. And I suppose it's only fair we like to be balanced on uh, the We Are Mead podcast. Um, we have a representative of the Mead County Board here uh, and the Secretary of the Mead Minor County Board as well. And we'd like to get... Get the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to get the, the official line on... on on it, uh, Kieran, if that's all right. And can you confirm as well the three dates for uh, the the three draws now? Well, yeah, the first draw is on. It's either is it the twenty eighth or 29th? 29th of December. Yeah. yeah. The other two haven't been confirmed, but they were never confirmed. Only the month it was April, and isn't it six months later again? October again. April and October. That hasn't been pushed back, has it? Is no, it but they could be now. We just to see when the draws on in December. But them dates were never given. They were always to be decided once the first draw was Oh, over. okay. Right. And, and why or what happened well, to be honest, the 24 see, hours notice? What uh, happened? Probably a lot of it went down to, to 
it was kind of like ambition. We were probably too ambitious only about nine or ten weeks to try and get it all done and dusted. And we're kind of relying maybe on people really buying in and gusto on all the clubs selling the tickets and going online. But what actually seemed to have happened was a lot of clubs had their own fundraisers already organised and they were doing their own tickets. And they just weren't in a position to sell for us in their areas. So a lot of clubs came back and said, if you extend this draw, we will be able to sell over the Christmas period and we'll try our best. And like a great, like Kilmaine and Wood, for example, have sold a lot of tickets and they've made a lot of money themselves because it's part fundraiser for clubs. But unfortunately, not every club has put in as much effort as, as they should have to try and build their own stadium. But I think it's, it's going to be a good thing, I think, that there is an extension that's given everyone a chance to go and buy a ticket. And it's just up now to everyone who likes me, GA. Like everyone who listens to this podcast is a follower of me, GA. And everyone should have their own ticket at least. And should be trying to sell to family and friends and workmates. And it's kind of thing. It's 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 the stadium for me, GA, for the footballers and the hurlers. Yeah. And maybe the handballers will get enough money. Might put a little wee alley on the on the lead. Yeah, a one-one. Yeah. <laughs> or a one-one. Anyway. Which it's just it's an extension, and a lot of clubs were struggling to sell. We said we we didn't want to leave them behind because it's their part of their fundraiser. So hopefully. This gives a chance. My phone is the number that's attached to the Royal House draw. And I got a lot of phone calls. But say, I got about five or six the day of the draw. They were complaining, but not, not in the sense that they were... It was the time frame, and I do agree. Yeah, it was just, it was just the time but frame. And, the, and in fairness now, I've given you your two minutes. I gave the boys no, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, you let me speak. You just, <laughs> your honour. Your honour. <laughs> yes, Miriam. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is your one say? Um, the one that we used to be John Burton stop haranguing me Vincent <laughs> you look a bit like but, Vincent Brennan I, I got a lot of phone calls from we're the same age you went to school didn't you people have rang me saying can we still enter the draw so I think it was the right decision it was yeah. actually some global like a fella rang me a painter from Boston Massachusetts rang me last week a fella from down the country he found on some GA newsletter and he said to me is this where I can buy you a ticket and all this and I says you can of course and so that was us do you remember unless you flew over because it was American numbers and you got you in the Irish bar immunity <laughs> <laughs> yeah. someone actually someone did actually they rang me and asked me the questions is do the GA have an international office and I said no I'm just on my holiday <laughs> <laughs> well look that's the official line from the Mead County Board look, I, personally I'm delighted that it is extended um uh, until Christmas because they can be great stocking fillers for people as well. Um, I just was disappointed about the disappointed about the the, the twenty four hours notice, I suppose, and and I was rushing to get a ticket off you as well that week, mm. and uh, <clears throat> and and stuff. So yeah, look, it's, it's done. Off your own club, no, Simon's You've already got the contract. Well, you see, you, you can you can nominate like, your club. Oh, can you? Oh, you didn't buy a ticket yet, did you not? Oh, oh no, I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually that's a good point. Like, don't be afraid if you if you don't actually live where your club actually is. Just say you're living in Navan and your club is Old Castle or Ballinabracky, you can buy them in Navan and nominate your old club. So, Like, you can buy a ticket from somebody in O'Mahony's and nominate Simonson as a club. Well, and I, if you're going um, to do it in the bar, in the club, Amen, <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> now, lads, look, uh, we're pushing on with the, uh, uh, with the podcast and we've only left ourselves 20 minutes to speak about uh, the meat competition restructure proposal. So what I'm going to do is, for anybody out there who doesn't know what it is, I'm just going to read through it very quickly. So um, the basic aim of the restructure is for as many as possible, as well as possible, as long as possible. That is the mantra, I suppose, of it. Our current games programme can't promote this ethos, but with reform driven by progressive individuals, it can. 
issues to resolve. With some consistency, the following problems with club competition have been highlighted by me, GAA participants. So this has been uh, a bit of research that was done, and these are the, the, the problems that have been highlighted. Club competition schedule is unpredictable and impossible to plan around. Well, we all know that. Premier comp uh, championships not of a high enough standard. The population of the county is dispersed differently uh, to the way it was and our structures fail to account for the massive population changes. Quality players outside senior clubs have little or no chance to play at a high level. Committed players at bigger clubs have an inadequate uh, games programme. Leagues are generally weak, especially lower leagues, and too many games are meaningless. Clubs do not have enough access to their county players. County players are under constant pressure from the club and county managers. To complete our competitions on time, we need our county uh, teams to fail. That's true. Uh, dual club players... Um, uh, sorry, dual clubs and dual club players uh, have an impossible juggling act. Six broad themes. Number one, massive fixture uncertainty. Number two, club versus county. Number three, a lack of competitiveness. Four, unfair competition structures. Number five, dual clubs or dual players. And number six, change in demographics. The recommendations are as follows. A fixed calendar with holiday periods. Um, split championships. Uh, it split the championships into first team and reserve championships. We'll have a lot to say on that one, I'd say. And uh, the senior championship would have 16 teams. The intermediate championship would have 20 teams and they are all first teams only. And the junior championship would have 16 teams, again, first teams only, and then a separate reserve championship. District championship, a junior and intermediate combinations, and then an open, open the A-leagues to second teams. Um, previous championship used to seed the championship groups and then starred league games, county players available for them in brackets um, and then cup competitions become pre-season competitions so those, the Talchin Cup, Cornabonia and Fesh Cup that were played this week um, and, and, and are being played next week would have been played as a pre-season competition um, that's, I suppose, they're the recommendations as we can go back into the, the, the next few pages in a minute but what are the things, I suppose, Sean, as a club player um, and uh, uh, a club uh, committee member that stand out for you most in, in, in those recommendations? Yeah, like uh, everything that they've pointed out. Um, first of all, it needs to be said, the, the county board, the way they're going about it this year um, needs to be commended because they're not just trying to ram through something at um, an AGM or, or whatever. Um, there's a lot more talk going into it. There's a lot more um, detail in it. And you know the communication is a lot better. They brought in the club captains, brought in all the all the committee uh, delegates. Uh, delegates, sorry, to a county board meeting. Um, and it, it's a lot more clearer. There is a serious um, there's not. I wouldn't say disconnect, but there's a serious um, issues with fixtures at the moment. It's it's across the board. It's not just in, in Mead, but like um, take for example, there's a B League game on this weekend in Mead. There's no there's no winter county footballers playing. B League football. Well, there certainly shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how how a B League is continuing to be played at the moment um, yeah. is is mind boggling. Um, We've spoken about that before, David. How B League finals and and, and B sorry B League football itself mm. just came to a standstill during the summer for no nine reason, weeks yeah. for no reason. Yeah. You, and you pointed out, John, none of them have any county players. Yeah, and like I I just played second team this year and whatever and. We played maybe. Oh, you got promoted, did you? You must yeah. have been shocked. No, we pulled, we pulled the third team, so I had to move up. There was no option. But um, no, but the, 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 we played three games in ten days, 
and then we didn't play for three weeks. Like so, it, there was no, there was no. He didn't know any. No, right no reason to it. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah. I, I have friends playing with Nav and rugby, and he knows at the start of the year. He knows this is the way night we have for this night we have a game. They sit down with, with the the AIL and they say what weekends are you not free? Blah blah blah. They work around that and they know every single what time the fixture is at at the start of the year and they move from that. Now obviously it's slightly different with the GA, but. There has to be a lot more um, structure well, in it. Well, here's some for you, right? Like, because you, you've hit on it as well, and we've said it before. There's absolutely no reason why they couldn't do that with all the B leagues. There is, is there? There is. And what the is main it? reason is a lot of the clubs want to play the same lads in A league and B league football. But that shouldn't be the that case. Sh- that shouldn't be the case. But no, under, no, but under the, the current system. No, but that's fine if it is, if that's the case. But the B league, if you're playing lads from your from your first team on your B league team. That's fine. The B League, what I'm saying to you is, there's n- none of them are going to be county players. So they're not affected by the break in the summer for the county. But so see, you play your B League and be your, play your B competitions, your your B Reserve Championships and all that. And just give a fixture a fixture list and say, right, you guys are going to be finished playing football by the middle of July mm-hmm. at, the, at, the, at yeah. the latest. All of your competitions will be done. Because it, it, there's, it shouldn't affect anything else. The only thing that it should affect or could affect is hurling. So, and, and those it, competitions and could be ran. And you, but see, that's the thing. And r- rugby is a great example. It's one code. Yeah. But you go into a B-League team in football, some of the lads are playing Harland maybe with the same club or with a different club. Okay, well, here for you. Here, here's some for you. The nine weeks that we didn't play B-League football, uh, football in the summer, there was no Harland at that stage either. Yeah. No, I'm... I'm that's my point. Is that like you could... Like, senior Harland has played in the middle of the summer, wasn't it? That... A lot of that. No, not... Say Couldn't have been for nine weeks though. Do you know, yeah. like it's it's every second week, but it, no, but then, the B League is itself. It's like it's Brian touched on it, and he's correct. There's for the top three divisions or four divisions, you have to name your top fifteen players that yeah. can play, mm-hmm. and the lower divisions are your top ten. Yeah, but there is not one county, or say one club in this county that realistically will put A and B out at the same time in two different places. No matter how good a club will say they are, and they've all the numbers in the world, and they'll preach to you about juvenile and all this thing, but. Every club has been asked to do it at the Division 1, two Division 1 teams, and they realistically won't go at the same time in two different places. Oh, oh yeah, but that's what we're saying. And that the league just needs to change. No, but yeah. what we're saying is is that there was a nine-week period where the first teams, where Mead were involved in the championship, yeah. and there was no football played. Mm-hmm. Where your B-League football oh, could have been played. And that's what I'm saying, is that your B-League and B-Championship can be over and, and done with by the middle of June, and the players that are dual... A and B players yeah. move back to their A team and have had loads of football. Yeah. I, I, I just want to... Sean made a great point um, and, and it's the one overwhelming point from the players and the players that were at that players meeting as well. You, you don't want... You can't have a defined calendar because we, we obviously juggle with hurling and that. So you can't yeah. say, well, we're going to be out on the 1st of June at nine or at 7 o'clock, whatever. But you can say, well, you're going to be out this weekend, this weekend and not this weekend. Like... Yeah, be it Friday, Saturday, Se- Sunday, yeah, whatever several, it is. Several players, myself included, just didn't get away, didn't get a summer holiday during the, during the summer because, <gasps> yeah. I need, I need Shot. Color. Horror. <laughs> you must have been hitting the tannin bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only back, I'm only back. <laughs> but, but like, that, that seven or nine week gap that we were talking about, right? Had that been planned, at least lads could have went away there. Yeah. But there was that uncertainty. Like I remember, we played two games in three days. In there June. was supposed two, to be league per- games. Yeah. There was, of course, yeah. and and like the B League was kind of just brushed under the carpet and forgotten about until the lads says, "Oh Jesus, lads, 
we actually have a bee league to run yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's actually what happened, and I don't mean in a disrespectful way. I, yeah. I think that's genuinely what But that, like that, again, if you if you had a calendar, which which is being proposed on yeah. this, by the way, and the proposals are absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. What's what's listed there? You're going to have your calendar. It's going to be well. Drumbara are playing this weekend, this weekend, and off this weekend. Yeah. That's fine. The players don't mind because they can yeah. fit their lives and fit their work and everything else and holidays around that. And that's all the players want. They want to know when that, we're playing and exactly that, that's a minor part of it is, 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 is it, I, I think the B leagues and, and the B yeah. championships and all that could be could be sorted fairly fairly easy but it needs so, a huge buy in from clubs that they don't name that they actually name a genuine first 15 but it, 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 what I'm saying to you is it doesn't matter it doesn't it's matter about that right. that's irrelevant because the B league games are going to go on when A league games aren't going no, on because during the summer no because what they tried to do this year was to try are, what, they, what they normally try and do is have A League maybe on a Sunday and B League say on a Saturday or a Monday yeah yeah. This, I mean early in the year but oh that, yeah yeah in that, early that, in that the year that wasn't yeah. working then because the same lads were named and clubs didn't want to play two the lads two games in 24 hours and the amount of emails that were coming in looking mm. for games to be called off mm. yeah and look I don't see those emails coming in at a level but the amount of emails you get in even at juvenile level looking for games to be yeah. called off which isn't I don't think you get that in other codes like Nav and Rugby would never send an email well, I know but yeah, we're getting off the point anyway yeah. uh, 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 what I want to go back to is right a 16 team senior championship a 20 team intermediate championship but only first teams 16 team junior championship but only first teams and then separate reserve championships uh, Sean, what would be your take on, on that? Do you think that 16 is the right amount or should it be less or should it be more? Well, it, 16 is, is the maximum that should be in, yeah. in a senior championship. Like, there's, other, there's other counties like our way. Like, the, the Monaghan Championship, when they got the All-Ireland semi-final, was, the final was played before the Mead Championship. Mm-hmm. So obviously we have our... Now, well, obviously they have a lot less clubs, but obviously we have our structures... It's off target at the moment. But yeah, I, th- I think 16 teams will certainly improve it. Um especially I find at the end of the season at the end of the group stages some games are getting so uncompetitive it's, it's not helping meet football whatsoever and I think any reduced reduction in numbers is all like what do you reckon Kieran, on that 16 in the senior well I suppose look, we've, we've touched on that but what are, your, what are your thoughts on 20 intermediate teams with first teams only and then 16 junior championship teams with first teams only so that means the likes of your Dunmore Ashburns your um, Dunboyne Dunboyne and then all the numerous teams in junior championship, that group of eight teams or seven teams um, with all second teams from clubs, they'd be gone as well. Well, I think it's extremely <coughs> positive overall. And I think the, the major thing about the changes, Will, you're, you're making it configurable that you'll have groups of four, which means the championship can start on around that 10th of August, 12th of August. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, no, but, no, but the point no, is that you can actually set it up that way that it can start in the same time every year and finish the same time. Mm-hmm. So that so that means the groups will be fair. There'll be four. You're guaranteed three group games, a fourth game be it a, a quarter final or a relegation quarter final. So that's only one game less than we current structures. Yet you save, I think it's at least three or four weeks on the schedule. Yeah. Which means more time for B League, more time for cups, other tournaments, district championship. But the most important thing is a fixed calendar. Um, um, um and and the point that it was oh, the just second team the first teams. Yeah, like do you think well, that's think fair or well, the likes of Dunboyne and Dunmore Ashburn will dominate a reserve championship if they can't um get promoted. With the thing with the reserve and it's in the the, the mock calendar that they offer that it'll be played during that summer month where people are crying out for football that it'll actually you you might lose out as much as football because at the moment they don't get into the A leagues which is the majority of our games. 
So in this proposal, they'll actually be open up to the A-Leagues. Mm. And St. Peter's and Boyne will end up in Division 2, potentially, of the A-League, getting 11 games of that. Yeah. As opposed to their five Junior A games, or their five Intermediate games. The well, they, they, initially, they'll be all starting, I think, in Division 4. And yeah, but they will. They, they will find their level yeah. after a couple of years. And I suppose, like, Conor O'Donoghue who recognised that, he's a Dubai man himself. Yeah. And I'm sure there's people in Dubai and Dunham Ashburn who are, in, are at intermediate level aren't too happy about it. But I suppose that's the compromise for them clubs is that they get to play, you know, top level division football. They're going to find their level. Now, I know that that probably doesn't suffice for them, but that is the kind of compromise, like, for ourselves in the bottom division in the mid leagues. We wouldn't be too happy to see Dunham or Ashburn and Dubai coming at us because mm-hmm. they're intermediate teams. Yeah, yeah. But that's the compromise by putting them down into the reserve championships. They get to play play A League football. I know, and, and and my point on that is that if they're playing, if they get up to Division Two or Division One with their second team, um, probably they couldn't probably go into Division One and have two teams playing against each other. So it'd be Division Two. Um, so they're playing Division Two all year against. Top quality sides from intermediate championship and whatever, and and division and two teams senior clubs as well. and senior clubs as well, mm-hmm. and then they're going back into a reserve championship and they're just walking it. So there's still competition for them in a reserve championship, winning it year on year. Mm. Do you know what I mean? What do you think, Brian, of that one? I think something has to give, and I think the idea of them entering the A leagues is a very good compromise. I know they won't be happy to drop down even my own club, own play to go from junior A. But the reserve championship has a lot of merits, and will they will they dominate? Like, is it any different dominating the reserve championship if you're in Dunham or Ashburn than dominating the B League Division One at the minute? When they've won, is it three of the last four B League Division Ones? Like questionable penalties, maybe. What's the difference in dominating that and dominating the reserve championship? Yeah, and and the other thing about it is that they're, they're, they have to name so many players, but the likes of let's say. You play a minute with your first team mm-hmm. after playing junior B all year for Simonstown, and you play a minute from your first team, and you're gone from junior B. That'll be gone as well. Yeah. So, so they'll still get to play. They'll get to play far more regularly than they might have. Because how many years have you seen a good footballer coming from a, from a second team and playing five minutes of first team football and is gone and is gone year. and then he gets feck all football for the rest of the year mm-hmm. that's not fair either well we move on that's that's I suppose the, the championship structures uh, uh, and the, the the restructuring of them to 16, 20 and 16 and then a reserve championship um, the district championship a junior and intermediate combinations now this would be similar to what uh, Kerry do with their regional championship um, and there's a few other counties that, that take that on board so how many teams would be in the regional championship or the district championship, uh, Kieran. Uh, well, Dave, it's just my assistant here totaling up, but there's eight <laughs> divisional teams. Right. And they don't have to be of even uh, amount of clubs, but they should be of even strength. And the, the idea is thir- 36 clubs would be eligible, but two clubs wouldn't be able to take part in it every year. I think so I've have 31 winner. off the top of my head here is from, yeah, from the proposals. Because hopefully yeah. there'll be 16 20 senior junior. Teams. 20 yeah, so junior, junior and intermediate. junior. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. yeah just but junior, the, the junior winner, the junior championship winner, and the intermediate championship winner wouldn't be able to take part. Mm-hmm. So this takes place after the championship. Yeah. This yeah. is a winter yeah. competition. Yeah, yeah. and it, so it, it, no it, break for the players it, at all. The way it was kind of put is, is no, no it, it's, it's for the type of players right who might fancy themselves kind of like get trials. getting a run yeah. with yeah. Mead exactly. Yeah. and yeah. it'd be perfect, I'm sure, for the Mead management if to you, go to these games. If these lads are committed to it, this could really work well. It's for the kind of lads who would really want to be on the Mead team or get a shot on the Mead team. Yeah. They'll commit to it. It'll yeah. be let 
no disrespect and to the, the, idea, to the other players. And, and just looking at the, the recommendation uh, and what this what this will address is it addresses a lack of competitiveness, unfair competition structures, and change in demographics. So I suppose it's the lack of competitiveness for players, we'll say, from all those uh, lower division teams that get knocked out early, that are really good footballers, but don't get a chance to pit themselves against the best in the county. So, th- th- it, like, if clubs buy into this, Sean, that would be really good for the county team going forward yeah, and, well, like, and for the players individual, individually. Yeah, I agree. agree. I think it's a brilliant idea. And i tell you why. And look, if you're looking at it from a smaller club perspective, if you have two players playing on a divisional team, I would I would expect that the likes of Trimbara, if they had maybe two or three players on it, that we would have a good support going to the games to watch mm-hmm. our, our players represent our players. Yeah, and I, I think I think it's, it's a brilliant idea. There's a great example, um, and this is no disrespect to any Mead management over the years, Oshin Kiernan from St. Bridges. Would have been, uh, look, it's an art Mead team. It would have been, um, it wouldn't be hitting any heights, uh, St. Bridges, no disrespect to them, but they have, uh, Oshin Kiernan went up, moved to Cav and played Castle Ratton. He, ne- he would have played under underage with Mead, but he never would have made a breakthrough with Mead seniors. Now all of a sudden he's, he's one of the star men for Cavan team. Yeah, he's absolutely. He, he again, uh, uh, Oshin played for Castle Rahan yesterday. It was great to see him back yeah, on the field. Game. Played for Castle Rahan in the Ulster Junior Champ or Ulster Senior Championship last year, yesterday against Coleraine, and uh, he'd been out for six six weeks. And I, I'm sure everybody knows that at this stage that um, uh, he had been diagnosed with testicular cancer. Um, and he's been going through treatment since. But up until about six, seven weeks ago, he was playing with, with Castle Rahan. He didn't get to play the semi-final or the final of the Cavan Senior Championship. But he was actually uh, in Player of the Year territory. He was outstanding for Castle Rahan all year. So he was. And you're after pointing it out. Playing with St. Bridges and Mead. And, you know, he, he played underage with Mead. Uh, I think he was a sub on the Mead Junior team yeah, three years ago. Yeah. He's playing Division One football of the National Football League next year with Cavan, and he's going to be playing all the top teams in in, in Ireland. And like how he how he gets through that net, how yeah. did he how was he skipped or missed yeah. in Mead football? It's just yeah, he, he was missed. And then like, would he be missed if he was playing with a senior club in Mead? That's the question, Max. And yeah. Because he's playing with a, with a junior club. Is he being noticed as much? Yeah, and that's this. This potentially could fix a lot of them issues. That's a that's a, that that is a brilliant, brilliant example uh, of it. I suppose, David. Um, you know, what are your thoughts as well? You you've actually just before we we, we came on air, you just did up a couple of uh, teams. Uh, I think there there's different the different districts. Yeah, so so we have we have the the men at the south, so to speak, would be the first one, which was made up of Clonard, Beliver. Longwood who are gone so they, they're obviously going to be playing senior football next year so Balnebrack would be the third team in that equation and like just literally jotted down a few of the players I'm not saying that other players won't be on the team but the yeah. likes of Clonard for example Adam Flanagan yeah. Jason Dowdle Mikey Mullen um, Beliver the two Keoghan or McKeown brothers Keith Keoghan Adam Gannon uh, Balnebracky Nicky Judge Chris O'Connor Danny Quinn and Derek Flynn like th- these kind of lads are, yeah. are senior footballers if they, if they were playing in any other in senior, any club yeah. they'd, be, they'd walk into teams exactly. and meet, yeah, no so, so that's just a, one example and then kind of did the same for the rest you'll, you'll follow it but it's basically going to be split into eight teams eight different teams and there'd be two groups of four and they'd play off against each other and then you'd reach your semi-finals and finals and it, as you said already it's 
the kind of the elite players from the lesser clubs, if that's not too disrespectful, yeah. anyone I'm sure can try out and there'll be probably managers put in place, neutral managers, I'd imagine if there's four clubs, for example, there'll probably be one man nominated from each club to, to get involved with the team and then probably one outside manager maybe will be the best way of mm-hmm. approaching it, I don't know. Um, and then they play off against the top players. From, a, sorry, they didn't give any recommendations of how to manage these yeah, teams. Yeah. Maybe that'll be next. That that could be that could be a tough job with some of the clubs we have here. I see Dundry and Trim there, and Kilmainham, Kilmainham and Drabara be a tough one to manage as well. But look at how they're well used to playing together. Of course, this one is the one that I'd love to see. But initially, initially, like I suppose that the the thing that would be the best thing to do is get the your house in order and maybe put off this regional thing until they get the actual championship structure sorted maybe for a year or two until they yeah. get their house in order and then you can introduce this regional championship at the end of the season and run it off just add it into your calendar but as the lad said you have two or three weeks freed up with the new proposed calendar which would give room for a competition like this at this time of year we're still playing cups and leagues and Leinster's and everything now yeah. whereas this competition could be going on at this time of year Absolutely, for the lads that want to play it I think, I think, I think it's a great idea I think the district championship um, you know as long as the teams and the players buy into it it could it, it could be fantastic we're, 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 we are shy on time so we're going we're gonna to push on uh, open the A-leagues to second teams um, and this address, addresses a lack of competitiveness I don't see how that uh, does that. Unfair competition structures and change in demographics. And I suppose this is, like, they're saying what it addresses. I, I don't feel it, think, I, I, I don't think that it really does address those things. But what it addresses is um, the probably the annoyance that these clubs would have after being taken out of the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, taken it eases the, the pain, doesn't it? It eases yeah. the pain. And I think that's, that's why that's being put in. Um, opening the A leagues up to second teams, so we kind of we don't need to discuss that. That's 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 the uh, secondary re- point really in the uh, in the recommendations. Uh, the previous championships would be used to seed the championship groups. Now, this uh, again, I presume, would mean that the year beforehand, um, how you finish in your championship would determine. The seeding for the following year the is that pro- right, Brian? The proposal has that the quarter finalists from twenty nineteen would be seeded for the twenty twenty championship. Okay, but but even at that, I think like we talked earlier about competitiveness towards the end of the group games and that. So let's say we're we're third in the group, we can't qualify, and we're playing the four team in the group, and then it'd be a dead rubber essentially. Mm-hmm. I know there's probably not that much incentive on the game, but if you finish third in the group. You'll, you'll have it obviously a marginally easier draw than finishing fourth in the group the, the following year and I think this is a good and point and you avoid the relegation as well by finishing third there is no, no relegation you see well definitely not for junior. For, for junior oh sorry for junior, for junior. So, okay. so you're going to have 16 first teams if this goes through so there mm-hmm. won't be any relegation in junior so if there wasn't any seedings then you'd say oh sure we're bottom of the group so hot you know we're not going to go down this year so yeah. who cares but the seeding brings in that point where that if you if you if you finish a place higher, you get a marginally easier draw on okay. paper the following year. So that's the thing. Thinking I, there, I just think that seeding the quarter finalists is going a step too far. Seed the semi finalists and have keep them separate and open draw for. Well, you'd have four semi finals and you've got four groups. So the four yeah. semi finalists would be the. They'd be kept the, apart. The, they, yeah, well, they'd all, they'd be the top team in each yeah. group. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing the quarter finalists, the losing well, quarter finalists, they, well, like you know, the losing quarter finalists. Yeah, but I think you're 
you're stopping a proper draw taking place then. Reward. Oh, so so it's so they're not seeding the semi finalists. It's the only the quarter finalists, and any of those could be paired against each other. In any, uh, that's not a bad idea actually, because it's it means that you might get two of the the top teams, uh, from the quarterfinals in the same group, and you might get two weaker teams mm-hmm. in another group. So it just leaves it a little bit open. I just I just reward the semi finalists and keep them separate. You're a miserable kid. Open <laughs> draw for everyone. Else. The, o- the only thing actually, and just go, we're probably just going back a little bit, is the relegation from the senior next year if the, if it does go through. So there'll be three teams coming down from senior inter- into intermediate this time yeah. next year. So, Rattani. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's naming his teams already yeah. but but you you probably would name your teams and you'd name three or four who'd be odds on favourites to go down out of the out of the spots but that mightn't be the case let's say for example Curraha Rakenny St Pat's and Longwood right mm-hmm. all end up in the same group that means only one of them are going to finish bottom of the group there's two other groups so that means the bottom from the other two would go so you'd potentially yeah, but have two but they'd have to have got to a quarter final to all end up in the same group no, no, oh, in, in the group year. stages next year. Oh, next year? Yeah. yeah but they're not going to... I presume that they're not going to... It's the 2019... Relegation, relegation would be done next year. would come in for the 2020 championship. So you're going to have 20 teams in the intermediate in 2020 if this goes mm-hmm. through. So the relegations are and going to be dealt with next year. Yes. So now, Conor O'Donoghue said in the players' meeting, and I think it's a good point, that maybe the bottom two from each group next year might go into a relegation. So there's going to be three teams going down, so there could be six teams... Yeah, other. just for let's say three, two or three of the lesser teams were all in the same group would mean that you could have potentially two massive clubs coming down if they finish bottom of their groups. Mm-hmm. So by making it a six-team relegation playoff, then the playoff against each other and the bottom three will go down. That's undecided as of yet. Yeah, but, how, but, but yeah, my yeah, point yeah. is, how could the three of those teams that get relegated end up in the same group? No, they won't, no, no, they they won't be in the same group, but yeah. they'll be down to the intermediate. But mm. you could have... It, a group next year in the senior championship potentially with Simonson, Kells, I see what you mean Dunboyne. Yeah. yeah. You could have yeah. six. It's an open year. draw, so you yeah. Have yeah. yeah. six of this year's quarter finalists in a group. Mm-hmm. Which, which, so, and then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool, cool, no problem at all. Um, again, uh, that's, that, I suppose that's that um, dealt with. Uh, starred league games, county players available. So again, this is something that always crops up year on year. Um, uh, club versus county and a lack of competitiveness. So something that they brought in. Uh, so you, you you'd see, you'd know what league games that your club player, your county players were going to be available for, and that's something that is good. But something that they brought in in Monaghan this year that me and you discussed is that um, what they did was games with your county players were worth five points. But games without your county players were already worth two points. Mm. So, because a lot of teams, in fairness, like you look at Rathote, seven players uh, on the county team, um, uh, on, on the county panel, Dunboyne with six, I think it was, you know, that's nearly the whole team, uh, the Mead team. Um, and then there's a couple of other teams that would have lacked, uh, uh, would, have, would have lost players to the county panel as well. So, like, it's hard for them to to put out their strongest squad obviously during yeah. the league so when their when their county players come back to play the last few league games you can see how strong they are so maybe it would be an idea to kind of give it a, a different and rating a, and under the proposals the, the April the club month will will be a club month now there won't be any championship in April but there'll be there'll be two league games in April and every club will have to 
or, th- or four league games in April and every club will get their county lads and that's Andy McEntee has been uh, discussed on this or, or has been informed on this and he's happy enough for that to happen as well so that's important as well as you said that, that clubs are getting their county men for at least four league games which is important mm-hmm. right, just, well, just to say for example um, so somebody is on the county panel but is not getting games and say they're, they're Mead play on the Saturday night but it's not a starred game for the Sunday can then they play yeah. with the club? What's yeah, the, yeah. Well, well, they can, yeah. That's, that's the bit of a grey area. Yeah, you, have, have. you don't have to have them for the games that aren't starred, yeah. but you can have them. Right, okay. But you have to, they have to be available for the starred matches. Oh, that's as long as they're and the games yeah. that aren't starred doesn't mean or, that... Yeah, that's the fair the games that aren't starred doesn't mean that they're not available. No. Yeah. It's up to the discretion of the manager yes. if players right. have had yeah. football. Right, okay, but that's, like, that's I good. I wouldn't go down the route where they went in Monaghan this year giving more points for starred matches. Like, Maher Clune lost less games than the team who finished third from bottom but still got relegated because of the start matches yeah yeah, mm-hmm. but that's because you know but the, they only had one county player yeah it's a fair point like, yeah. somebody at the team who finished above them I think could have been Bally Bay who had a few county lads or the, um, the two Wileys and yeah like I think Montland Timbers I think as well were I don't yeah, think that I don't think that was a five points in Monaghan for winning a match with starred men starred yeah. I think it was crazy. Yeah, I think like like I, I think maybe an extra point. I think five is a bit three of a, potentially. Bit of a yeah. It means that 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 when you're when you when your your county players are with you, it's worth two and a half times. I, c- I couldn't, yeah, yeah, I couldn't see that gaining much support in Kelso. Yeah, <laughs> no, or screen. <laughs> true, true, absolutely. Um, well, you never know. Next year there could be a a, a draft of Kells players, yeah. uh, um, and should we be only be delighted for the lads from Kells? Sure, like Kieran's father talk all them lads to play football. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't explain why they're good. So the last, <laughs> the last of the proposals or recommendations was the cup competitions become pre-season competitions. And uh, the, this will address chaotic fixtures. And uh, in fairness, um, I don't think any of us would argue with this one. Like we saw the Fesh Cup and Totten Cup being played. Um, uh, Totten Cup's this Friday. Sorry, the Totten Cup yeah. this final. The Carnabonia and the Fesh Cup last weekend. Um, they were an afterthought after the championship this year. Um, and it takes the, uh, the prestige away from them because I think that they are good competitions. And I think that uh, Mead should be very proud of these three Cup competitions that they hold. Now, um, sorry, Brian. Well, go on. Now, while you say you think nobody would object, I actually might. If it was me, I'd play the under twenty one competition. I bring it back to under twenty, and I run that at the start of the year in a group format. Started early February, finals are in St Patrick's Day, and I start the leagues after that. And would you leave the cups at this time of year? I'd find a different slot for the Cups now. See, there's I'm not sure where. It, there's, there has been some talk at that players' meeting of maybe reducing the number of teams in the A-leagues in each division, bringing mm-hmm. it back from 14. If you brought back that back to 12, you're freeing up a couple of weeks somewhere else. Well, what about... What about um, you know that part of the summer where Mead are playing? Um, why not play the under-20 competition? Under-20 county championship is running then as well. Whereas if you're on it at the start of the year, your county under twenty manager can be going around matches, his management team looking at mm. games. But, but it, the under twenty, the the the, the inter county under twenty kicks off in March. No, not this year. It kicked off in May. But then your problem is there. If you do, if you done that, then you'd have 
clubs playing without their inter-county players no. that can play under 20. You know what I mean? There's very... There's, there's, how many under 20 players are in the mid senior panel this year? Zero. Mm. How many are likely to be on it next year? They can Probably, play, can they? They can play, but generally they don't. No, they can't. Who wants to play for they seniors? No, no, they no, can't. Tifford was an exception this year. If they're not playing on, if they're playing senior, they can't play under twenty. Yeah, yeah. So they could be on an under twenty club player could be on the mid senior panel. He just couldn't be on the mid under twenty. Yeah. Well. I, I, I still. I do it at the start of the year, and the older player, the older club footballer, isn't coming back in early January, getting ready for. But, it, but he, football at the end of January, early February. But he won't be well. Early February is right, yeah. So the the proposal was that the cups start in in February. So you're not playing any football for in January. For twenty twenty, it'd yeah. start. No, it'd actually start in week four, twenty fifth to twenty sixth of January. You're also putting yeah, a proper structure in place for the under twenty championship. Extension played two or three weeks ago in the under twenty one. They've no idea when they're out again. Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing Dunboyne, like brilliant Dunboyne and Leinster club championship. Dunbiner also in the under twenty one Harlem. Yeah. It's impossible. I, th- I, I think I, it's a, it's a Jim, catch twenty two. Jimmy, Jimmy though, Henry and the CCC are looking and they're seeing when can we play these games. Yeah. So I I put a proper structure. The biggest problem we have probably is getting the young lads through from minor football into. Can I ask football. a question? Is the under twenty part of the minor board? No. Because I, I I just don't see it on this uh, fixture list. No, it's it comes under the remit. And the reason it's not on that, I presume, is they don't know when they'll be playing it. Like Sorry. if you ask anyone, it says under twenty one quarter final here. Yeah, it's, it's still November, December. Same time as, as the district championship. So yeah. you played twenties wouldn't play for the district. But you, you played November, you played November, December, and you're still having a twelve one calendar for the player coming through. Yeah. Because if you played at the start of the year, there's a pathway through for the young. But you're, but you're still going to play for the, for, the young the, for the young lad coming out in minor. Third level competitions are always in the start of the year. They won't play. It's a fair point as well. Yeah, but Kieran, if you're playing them at weekend. There's only one weekend for the third level competition. Yeah, I, so I like training and yeah, but are they going to play? Are they going to play? If, say if someone's but playing in the sixth tra- and final or uh, semi final, will they play in on twenty one? Will, will, will they play a league the previous weekend for their club? Possibly not. I'd just just on it as well, lads. I'm just looking, and uh, I think, you you've got Fesh Cup round yeah. one in January, Fesh Cup round two in early February, Fesh Cup round three in um, in middle of fe- February. Fesh Cup semi-final is early March and then your Fesh Cup Fesh final Cup goes to November. Oh, that's yeah. ridiculous. That's yeah. the only thing. I don't know who said he wasn't happy with that and he just needed someone yeah. to figure out because, and I do know most players will say that the last ball they want to kick is a championship football match. Yeah, they don't absolutely. Yeah. When you're it up in the championship, you get in the car, you get to the nearest pub that's in the parish, you have a few Fantas and you go home. That's a what simple that's L Fanta. Yeah, and a packet of tears. Maybe a package of tears. That's all it was. They don't want to be thinking, oh Christ, the Fesh Cup's on next week, and then the B League, and then yeah. the A League, and you then still all. Still go to the pub anyway, to be honest. Even if you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it was. You'd rather be done for the Christmas. Yeah. It's, <laughs> how many clubs do we know of? The, a young lad comes out of minor football. He doesn't kick a ball all year, and they go back looking for him for the under twenty one. Whereas if you yeah. if you get men at the start of the year, you have them. I you have them temporarily yeah. did the Hurling Championship under 21 in April, yeah. spring, that kind of... Why, I, is it, why, why, why can we not, during the summer, play games on a Sunday and a Wednesday? Well, we actually, that was that was also mentioned, and it's not... We touched on it there with drinking and that, but he says, like, lads want to enjoy their Saturday nights and that, so they'd probably be less of the Sunday games, Sunday morning games mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock, during the summer. And there'll be more of the Tuesday and Wednesday evening games. 
Yeah. On, on a fine evening Absolutely. where people would go out now this wouldn't be uh, February and March but definitely in the likes of June and July yeah. there'd be less weekend games where you could put the B-League for example you could, you could, you could still play yeah. B-League or you could still play games on a Saturday yeah. and play again on a Wednesday yeah. it gives you that four days recovery and, and but if you're there's playing B-League you shouldn't be playing A-League anyway mm. well, it, 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 there is a crossover though like obviously under, yeah, under yeah. the new proposals because if, no. you're, if, you're, if you're in a club like Dunham or Ashburn, yeah. your B-League team, your first B-League team is going to be in the A-Leagues. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to play in both anyway. No, yeah. but they will have other B-League teams as well. But if you're, if you're in Drumbaro and you have 25 players, you're going to have to have an overlap. Yeah. Oh no, we're the same. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, And yeah. There, is, there is that, of course. And that's why we only have to name 10 players. 10 I think. players. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you will obviously have five or six lads who... But who there'll be no that. reason why you're third team in Dunham Rashford couldn't play at the same time as your first team no it's just the case of yeah. like no, I, I love to watch both of my teams play yeah. do you know but it, it's not yeah. po- if you're in a club like Dunham or Ashburn or Sanchton with three other teams it's not always possible to see all the teams playing anyway Yeah. because chances are there'll be a juvenile game on at some stage where you have a son or a daughter playing so you can't it's not physically possible in those clubs to see every game your club is involved in no absolutely not Like, but you know um uh, again, you know, we've 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 listened to these recommendations. We look at the, the the proposals and whatever ourselves, all separately, and then we've come in and we've sat down and talked about it, and we still can't even seem to. We uh, are uh, me, uh, <laughs> and we are. Uh, like the we, we can't agree on on everything ourselves, like so, because we, we all have different points. But of we view can from, agree on a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of it we can agree the on, but there are certain the vast things majority of it we all agree on. Yeah. yeah, which is important. Yeah, the fixed calendar I think is the most important thing. Oh, for absolutely. The yeah. There is a calendar. In fairness to the CC, the last years they have put out a calendar. The problem is they've changed it, and that's. Yeah. And I might, might say minutely changed it here and there, but like a, a minute change is big if you have a holiday booked, yeah. or if you have a wedding or a stag, or, and I know maybe players have to take a bit more uh, of that slack and say maybe have more of your stags and stuff in the winter months, and I know. Like going away. Ah no, sorry, I, I can't. No, you can't. No, but I mean, no, but you can't. You can't turn around and say, "Look, lads, you're part of a Gaelic football club. You're going to have to go in your stags." No, in the but winter. don't like. Do you know what I mean? Footballer, though, you can't have a wedding in the second week of April. Like, if you play rugby for Navin, you're not going to book come here, a stag during you know, rugby you, season. You know, there's no. two people. You know, there's two people involved in a marriage, right? Do you think women are going to understand that? Like, okay, we love football. Or did in July because there's no football on in July. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We love football. We love football, and, and we understand that, and we can say that or whatever. But like, there's that's that's impossible. You can't, you can't. Uh, but that's uh, what's happening. But the, 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 the new, new systems, they're basically the week of the Galway races is planned to be pretty free. I think from mm. which unless, I think is unless there's bag matches. Well, I'm so sorry, but every, I think that that's every ridiculous. Lad, every lad just have your stag at the Galway races. But then there, there's another little <laughs> problem there that you're out the following week. The after the bank holiday weekend, you have no games that weekend, but then you're supposed to have championship the I think following Gavin weekend. Kyle from Curra yeah. raised that. Yeah, yeah which is I, another problem too. No, like, no, but the, the, the big problem there, which is another it's a side issue, is that uh, the, the, the gambling and the GA lads love to go to the, the, to the Galway races. I've I'm not so, I'm not, years. it's not so and much think, the gambling. Gambling is an issue. Absolutely, it's a serious issue, and if we're stopping playing football, so that lads go to Galway races, we're not stopping. It's, it's not been stopped for the Galway races. It's no, but more, it's, it's stopped it's because... It's a free weekend. It's usually always a free weekend. Traditionally, there's a free week to 10 days 
in what was yeah. called the Builders Holidays. Yeah. And it's just kind of bringing that, trying to bring that back in as much as possible. I don't think it's a gambling thing, so to speak. It's I think the Gala race just happens to fall in that week. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going I'm gonna to disagree with you on that one, so I am. It's this a huge problem. There's you talking about we're not denying, we're we're not denying denying there's, no, there's no one denying it's a huge problem, but yeah. I think to associate the week off with saying it's for the Gala race is probably the wrong thing as well. Well, it's kind of, it was you brought that up. So yeah, I know. And Nicky did say that we some of us don't. We didn't all agree on everything. But if this was the committee, the doing the decisions, you'd be out voting for what? Just close the door on your way out there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we lock up. Well, look. Um, I suppose uh, they're the recommendations. If anybody out there has any um, thoughts on on the proposals, if anybody has seen them. Um, uh, for the meat competition restructure proposals if anybody has seen them and have thoughts on them uh, let us know drop us a line on the Twitter on uh, Facebook or on Instagram we're trying to get the Instagram up and running David Risman is a big fan of the Instagram Take selfies, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, have dance. you any other business with the Mead Minor County Board uh, there's a Minor Division 4 final on Sunday morning at half 11 in Park Talchon between Kilbride and Nafina and uh, is there any other business from the uh, the Mead County Board? Um, the, the, the house draw, we know we'll have plenty of time to talk about that um, uh, because it's not until December now. It's been discussed. The Talking Cup is on Friday night and there's B-League finals and the under-21 is kind of wrapping up. But steady as she goes, just keep looking at the website. The fixtures are coming ticking fast all year long. David, your blog, uh, are you taking a break now for the summer? No, that? geez, no. I've, I've, for the summer? <laughs> <laughs> Are you moving to Australia? <laughs> <Pretty strange. laughs> Jeez, he at didn't the get, death. He didn't at get the three death. now. I am definitely <laughs> in injury time. Giving him scores, he didn't get. Like when he was sunny disposition, like yeah. maybe yeah. 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 Thinks this is summer. Sorry, yeah. I was just looking at his tan. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll hopefully have the intermediate team of the year out in the coming days. The junior team was rolled out last week, so yeah. get on to Twitter on you it. Didn't uh, make yourself? No, no, <laughs> I couldn't do that. Jesus. <laughs> I also just a shout out for those. You wouldn't have done it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, very modest. A shout out for uh, our lads. Are, uh, they have an under twenty one quarter final against Kells this Sunday, so it's a big game, local derby in Bechtov on Sunday at eleven. So yeah. best of luck. Carton against Kells. Carton and Ultons against Kells. So. So Should be an interesting a one. Glimpse of the future there, perhaps. <laughs> I think they're actually fighting as an Ultons quarter and Gales just for the official record. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean, uh, what's the story of Drumbarra out this week, Randy? Uh, we don't know when we're out, to be honest. We're waiting for uh, the other semi final in 21. We're playing with Jamie and in 21, and we're waiting for that. Now, we have a big fundraiser coming up Saturday week, the 17th, in the Hefford Arms. Uh, Trevor Smith does Garrett Brooks, so uh, tickets are available. You can get them from um, any. From the club, you can get them from the Heifer Arms. Anyone that was at last year said it was an absolute brilliant night. So um, try to come along, and it's, it's really worth a good night out. So hopefully, everyone can make it. And if it goes well and sells out, you might do five nights in Kells. Next week, lads. Next week, we'll be discussing obviously uh, the Leinster Senior Football Championship match between. Um, Kilmago Croaks and our boys Dunboyne and we'll might have a look next week at the new proposals and the and, and the um, the rule changes the rule changes the hand pass the the kick pass the fielding and all that crack that they're trying to bring in um, at, at the moment so um, that's something to look forward to next week's podcast don't forget to follow us on Twitter follow us on Instagram follow us on Facebook and don't forget as well we are Mead Why It Matters More